Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we have made this episode a drinking game. Oh, that's right. This is a drinking... Oh, it drinking... went on the laptop. It went on the laptop. Oh, no. <laughs> don't you don't you do this to we'll us. Be fine. Fire. We'll be fine. <laughs> Hold it together, no matter. Okay, Michael. so this is a drinking, <laughs> this is a drinking game. Anytime we say anything negative about a film or each other or anything, you're gonna hear this sound, and that sound Ooh. means that we have to take a drink, which we're gonna toast to right now. And we hope that oh, you at yeah. home drink along with us. So, mm. pour yourselves a glass and uh, let's start a secret society and kick the shit out of some bad guys. Let's hey. do it. Is this under the banner of should have seen that by now for us? No, <laughs> this, is, is, uh, this still counts as a now showing sort of thing because it only just came out on, uh, it was HBO Max? Uh, it came out again. This is the second film in two weeks yeah. after Nightmare, Nightmare Alley where yeah. this is on Hulu and HBO Max. I don't know what games mm. Disney is playing because Disney is definitely trying to wrap their hands well, around yeah, the throat no, of Dis- HBO Disney's Max. like, well, okay, we can't put it on Disney Plus, so we'll just fucking sell it to everyone. Would be but my also, guess, but 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 also Hulu. Like, if you're HBO, how much would you spend if you know that? Like, I actually watch this on Hulu. Well, it's it's funny because Hulu only has like fifty something million subscribers, and HBO Max is still trying to beef theirs up as well. So they're they're sitting around the sixty seventy million mark, I think. So like, okay. they will buy it to get subscribers. Interesting. Because hmm. right. yeah, Hulu has a ridiculously low amount of subscribers for what I thought they had because they have some good shit. I think that's true. Well, and then, you know, a lot of those people, including me, they get it through the Disney bundle, right? Mm. But you just, but you have to watch ads. So whenever it's a uh, movie, I just have to watch like two minutes of ads at the beginning. But that's totally worth it for me. You know, I don't watch, re- yeah. I don't watch like, you know, things that are the next day, rerun, whatever, the day after air or whatever. So um, anyway, mm. <laughs> you can watch this right now, people. This is The King's Man. This is directed and written by Matthew Vaughn. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think so. Vaughn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, who knows how to make money at the box office? <laughs> this is somebody. Well, he directed <laughs> Layer Cake and Stardust, and but then Kick Ass, X Men First Class, and then Kingsman Secret Service in 2014, Kingsman The Golden Circle in 2017. Uh, I'll, a I'll short film. Kingsman, nobody saw coming the first one. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. I just, yeah. I was like, oh, Colin Firth is taking his Oscar and cashing it having fun i don't know that's what i thought um how wrong we anyway were. We'll, we'll talk more about this um but first we have to shout our people out people we have to shout our people out john let's do it our people our people we have a beer sponsor his name is carlos barozo follow him on instagram people that is c-b-a-r-o-z-o-b-a-r dot beer just go over there and give him a follow. He's got fun recipes. He's got some uh, interactive stuff. If you want to kind of follow along with his life as a beer fucking master, Carlos, we love you. And if you like the music on this episode and every single episode, it is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. Head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist and you can download all that music for free. I, would, nice. I think I'm, I'm going to change my website to dot beer, I think. Dot, dot beer? Just yeah. dot beer. I, I feel like I get more visitors. <laughs> Our, yeah, our, you have to get some stumblers just coming yeah, across yeah. that way. <laughs> That's really funny. All right, well, uh, this is the Kingsman people. The King's Man, sorry, I should say, make that clear. The King's Man, 2021, a prequel to the other two films. Uh, directed by Matthew Vaughn, written by Vaughn and Carl, oh boy, Gatch to sick. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, and it is, oh, yeah. I don't know if you got that right or wrong, but just in case, 
Oh, You're brave so for attempting it. Oh I'm so sorry to Carl, <laughs> and, and of <laughs> course, so this funny. and all of them are based on the book "The Secret Service" by Mark Millar. I'm saying Millar because there's an AR at the end. It could be Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, the the storyline. Let's just dive right into it, and then we can open it up. And yeah. Joe, yeah, we're going to be spoiler free for a couple minutes here, people. So in case you have HBO Max and or Hulu, which odds are you do, if you want to go ahead and give this a listen and then come back to us. Or not. It's up to you, depending on what you think of our initial takeaways here. But here is the storyline. We'll try to stay spoiler free with our initial reactions after I finish reading this. In the early years of the 20th century, the Kingsman Agency, I'm saying Kingsman Agency now, is formed to stand against a cabal plotting a war to wipe out millions of these fucking marketing people. I don't know why I don't like prep this ahead of time. Uh, Apparently, the Kingsman people were very highly involved in World War One, I, I guess, trying to dodge well, World uh, War One. Well, well, that's the funny thing. A lot of the stuff that happens in this movie is historically accurate. You just they just kind of put them in the background, manipulating it. So, like, there's certain liberties taken, but like, there it is kind of accurate in like yeah. how it went down. Did you know that Ray Fiennes was in the car with Archduke Ferdinand? I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, look at photos on the internet. He's there. Pretty now, if they, were, if they were smart, they'd go and find some altered, like, that alter some photos and put him in there. <laughs> that would have been good marketing uh let me just read the cast really quick um so uh, ray fines as i said is our leading character playing orlando oxford the duke of something i don't know Gemma archertron reese Ifans. i've never learned how to pronounce his name but he's awesome he plays rasputin who by the way the animated anastasia movie from 1997 that famously lost the Oscar for best song to Titanic. Uh, they, d- they did not tell me that Rasputin um, likes to, I believe this is a quote, fuck like a tiger. And I did not know uh, they did that. Anastasia really left that out. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah. A, dude, you got to get the DVD. It's in the deleted scenes. <laughs> you know, there are some disgusting drawings that came out of their animation room. Just, to, just shit that never made it to the screen. I have, uh, I have the wrong buzzer deck up, but Dave, that was for you. Okay, Harris Dickinson, <laughs> handsome young chap who plays uh, Rafe Finds his son, Conrad Oxford, who just wants to go to war, just wants to fight, but he's only 17, even though he looks 28. Jimon Hansu, who's awesome again. <laughs> Fuck. My buzzer works. <laughs> Jimon Hansu playing Shola, a.k.a. Merlin. Matthew Good playing Morton Charles Dance as Kitchener, because if there is a British military officer, you call up Charles Dance and see (laughs) if he's available. Uh, And a whole bunch of other people you'd probably recognize, but big shout out to Daniel Bruhl and my boy, Tom Hollander, who I saw in a play in New York. He's an awesome actor. He plays Sar Nicholas. He plays King, whatever English King there is right now. And he plays uh, the Russian... He plays three different... Yeah, he plays Sar Nicholas, the German... Oh, wait, that um, was the same guy? Yeah, it's the same actor. I did not even get that. That's kind of cute. Well, good, because I can't remember the names of any of these yeah, I've, historically I've, accurate I've... characters right now. Um, I'll pass it off to you guys. <laughs> what do you guys think of this movie? Dave? This this did not pull any punches about the stupidity and futility of war, really. <laughs> like, So if you're expecting uh, the same tone as the first two, you're going to get about maybe 90 seconds of that. Uh, I would say it's a lot more serious than the uh, the other ones. It's a lot a lot darker. Um, serious, yeah. Yeah, I I I don't know if it sat well with me to be honest, because when when like with the dark tone, when they went 
kind of full ridiculous or like you know how the the movies get um it just it was too much of a contrast and i did it didn't sell so this one this one was a swing and a miss for me yeah um, okay Take it. Yep. Thanks. Yeah, sure. I know, right? <laughs> My pages uh, are all blank. Anyway, John, you keep I'll figure it out. I totally know what you mean about about the contrast from the first two. Um, I think Dave and I have talked before, fun off air, about how much we enjoy those first two. They really kind of oh came yeah out of nowhere and I'm not so I much the second one. I'm, I was a not a big fun. fan of like I was a fan of the second one until we got to Elton John, and then it just got a bit stupid for my liking. <laughs> I, I, I still fine. didn't mind it too. i mean it's but you're right though that they're so kitschy and they have such a sense of humor about them and it fi- that humor kind of finds its way into campy there's a, there's a tone scene work and yeah. the tone and it's all it's in the fight choreography too those first two so i feel like Jeff, it, whoops just buzzer works i, got, I guess <laughs> i got my buzzer i got my buzzer work in there guys Jeff's buzzer is back um so I guess for this one, and you could kind of tell from the trailers, I don't know, I feel like they still were trying to invite you in with a lot of that, the, the big ridiculous action. But I could also tell that I wasn't, or at least I wasn't positive mm-hmm. that they were going for the same tone with the, the actual story. I also couldn't tell what the hell the story was in the trailer. I'm not quite sure if I understand it, having seen the movie. So we can talk about that as we as we move forward, just the way they chose to structure it. But subversion- I almost buzzed you was, for that. <laughs> yeah, you got me, right? Subversion was what, I felt like was the overwhelming word that I kind of walked away with with this. I feel like they were trying to turn a lot of the things that they had set up with the first two on their heads with this one. Tone, uh, story, and and motifs about just general story structure. I don't want to spoil anything, but there are some very obvious, what I thought were obvious archetypes set up for certain kinds of characters that potential protagonists, protagonist, leading protagonists, and the way that they kind of divert away from those typical storylines it didn't work for me but i I felt like they were doing all these things intentionally so when we get into uh spoilers we'll definitely dive in because i don't want to say anything just in case people want to sit down and have a good time um but there was uh overall i think i agree with you i don't think it certainly comparatively which it's a shame to do but we are talking about a trilogy now yeah it's a franchise not my number one or yeah i guess it's a friend i guess they're going to keep going with Mm. it so so far right now this is number three Number one is number one. Number two is number two, and this is number three for me. So In order of my uh, uh, my approval. That was rate. that was very well worded. You managed to avoid getting buzzed for that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, one quick one buzz me anyway because I think right, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> one quick analogy I will make. Um, anyone who plays video games who listens to this, uh, I I years ago I played the the game Far Cry. And Far Cry is a great game where you get trapped on this island and there's like soldiers on the island and you've got to avoid them. And all of a sudden you find this complex and you walk in there and straight away the whole thing turns on its head and it's like Island of Dr. Fucking Moreau. There's monsters that he's done experiments on and all this sort of shit. So I played it right through to completion. Far Cry 2 came out. I raced out and got it. And it's set in a fictional East African country that's like fallen into anarchy. And I'm playing it through and playing it through and I'm waiting for the twist and waiting for the twist and it just doesn't come. And the whole, yeah. like, it was it was a much more serious sort of historically biographical and there, there was no actual real nation, but it was about a nation that fell into, like, civil war between, I guess, You brought this up. Mercenaries what and movie, stuff. What were we talking about where you brought that up and they, the fans voted on changing the ending? And, oh, that, that, um, no, there was... There was, I know Mass Effect had an ending change, but that was because someone leaked it on the internet. 
Okay. Yeah, maybe and and everybody, yeah. it, they finally got that. But yeah, it, it, it yeah. was it was just that kind of thing. So anyone who plays those games will recognize what I'm talking about. It's like they were you was something like the expectations didn't meet what they delivered, and that's that might be partially my fault as someone who's watching it. But also, you set the tone, and then gave us something else under the same banner. Tone and establishing typical ways that you would establish stuff in this uh, genre of film. Again, they they very obviously did this on purpose. They they broke mm. what they established. They opened in a concentration camp in Africa. Of course, yes, they were going for a more serious tone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. But I think we're talking about like story structure <laughs> and character arcs now. And I mean, I think yeah, that's what you're talking about, Dave. Right? There, like, it wasn't yeah, just tonally a, that was it, confusing. It wasn't to just you, right? tone. It was yeah. like, yeah, the, tone was weird. But the tone, <laughs> See, the tone the is scene. definitely weird. I'm gonna stand. We're gonna get into it. That whole Rasputin sequence was that was so strange. But yeah, Jeff, what did you? What did you? I'm think gonna get into this. Um, I I do agree with all of you. However, I'm I'm still gonna fight for this movie. Also, I believe somebody on a, a brother podcast, the sister podcast of ours, said that this was their favorite movie of the year. Which I was watching it at some point in the middle of the movie. I was like, that's a who said that? Fucking hilarious who said choice. That? Say their name out. Call them out. Call was, them out. Were you there? Didn't Mark say that? Didn't didn't he phone it in? And he said, didn't he say this? This is his favorite movie of the year. That 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 was his favorite. Mark Mark. Didn't he say the King's Mark? Man? I, oh yeah, yeah. Mark. That's, that's for you. <laughs> I thought he did. Yeah, I thought and he phoned it in from. So, somebody text him. Just just text him. Drink. You're totally right. We <laughs> might have to get this him. We might have to get. Because I had just driven by the theater that said the King's Man. I was like, oh, that's actually in theaters right now. I, I had COVID, so I couldn't. Whatever. Um. So yeah. It, it, what they I, they wanted to be the movie where goats were headbutting people off of cliffs, <laughs> and where Scottish people just kill they just kill goats when they're angry for no reason or chop off their horns and then that's, even that's goats real. and then even goats get their ret- yeah that's on you that's not historic accurate goats get the retribution also I feel like a little bit of an asshole for getting this wrong King George of England Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany and Tsar Nicholas of Russia in this story are all played by the same person because I guess they were triplets that all spread around mm. and they all obviously that doesn't make any sense but um I think they, I think it's even more fun I think they're poking even more fun because they're supposed to be cousins so that's how right. yeah. okay, that cool. family was Victoria's yeah, okay. yeah. heirs right yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty much uh, where they're going with that okay yeah. sorry that's good that's good uh the rest also food, not historically inaccurate I, no <laughs> what else I wrote some I wrote some ridiculous things. Uh something about him being Red Cross. The title scroll was weird. I didn't like one of the logos, one of the opening companies, Marv, whatever whoever runs Marv. I hate oh, yeah. the logo. Okay, um, you, you can't criticize the we're film logo. The, the film hasn't Jeff even started has and you're in a- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this movie. I like to oh, think about Oxford's and Not Rose. Oh. Whenever whenever there's a whenever I see a world another new World War One or two movie, I'm always a little skeptical, especially when they start making Lancelot jokes. So like, oh, you know, but like I, I really wanted to have fun. I don't know why they went full paths of glory with the World War One scenes. I know because of the death and the, that kind of stakes and stuff. But the Rasputin scene was ridiculous and it was 15 minutes long. And I was like, OK, let's let's be this fun movie. But then they killed hmm. him and he was by far the most interesting villain in the movie. Should we, should we, are we throwing up the spoilers? Are we, I mean, it's historically <laughs> accurate. We know that he doesn't make it through this scenario. Yeah, guys, watch uh, Anastasia. He doesn't make it, right? And yeah. historically, also, you know that when, fucker is hard to kill. So, yeah. So they, since, they play with that too. So they do. That, yeah. So, since you bring right, up the Lancelot away, thing, did, didn't they... Uh, like they right at the very beginning, they set it up where like he was the kid was Lancelot and the mother was Guinevere yeah. or something. Yeah, 
Doesn't Lancelot bang Guinevere? Yes, and I thought that again. I thought that that this is what I'm what, talking about. The subversion. Yeah, I do Matthew feel Lyme. like they. I do feel no. I'm I'm telling you. I do feel like maybe this was the problem. Was that he was he had a, there was like a sarcastic nature to the way they approached the drama. I feel like he was kind of poking fun at certain things. No, there was a sarcastic nature by the way they approached the storyboard, not the actual. Film. I don't know. But this, no, kinda, but that's a good point. That like you can't say that you can't have your child say that about their mom, and not everyone in the audience realized. What the fuck are they talking about? The ancestral <laughs> yeah, like, nature of, did you, did he of just, that level of society and did he just like, stop at first draft and go, okay, it's done, and not reread or something? Like really weird, man. That weirded me out too. And it was at the again. That's why I was talking about specifically. The there are things that happen in the exposition that establish, like, of course, they're they're smart enough filmmakers. They know what we're thinking, and they know that that's going to play into the way we interpret the rest of the all movie. We're just all disgusting. I, I guess. I don't know. I do think they were poking fun, but it didn't. By the way, I, I feel know, attacked. It, <laughs> I feel attacked. Because <laughs> Ray Fiennes and Rasputin got pretty, they got pretty close to, to doing some sexual All right, I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm, putting I really, spoilers, uh, I'm putting the spoilers on. I was going to say, throw yeah. it up. Let's talk about throw it. Because so there's weird. a lot talk to talk about. about. Wait, uh, yeah. apparently, Re- yeah, okay, spoilers away. I'm, go spoilers ahead. are up. See you guys. Go see this on Hulu or HBO Max. Um, it's I, easy. I didn't know that Rasputin... Um, He's like, oh, we're Russians. We like ballet, art, and fucking like tigers. And also, sweet boys. <laughs> Just all this stuff I didn't <laughs> yeah. know about Rasputin, which led to Ray Fiennes apparently fitting the mold and like undressing and then having a weird fight in a room that also had a lake in it. And they did. Also, if you go in a, in a cold river, it heals all wounds. So, like, I, I, you're right. Okay. I, I, the, yeah, let's the, just. I, I let's liked just all that there. stuff because it was funny, but the the tone of the movie was what, was what the fuck was serious, with that but... leg healing scene? Like that that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, more so than they've ever done in any of the other films, and it was it was stupid and exceptionally convenient at the same time because they needed him to be able to move later in the movie so it's like let's have rasputin magically fix his leg and let's make it funny and overtly sexual it it was cheap it felt like a student film pitch session where they're like okay we could do this fight scene my parents gave us sixty thousand dollars so we can film an action scene what should we do oh he's gonna break well he has a messed up leg oh but it'll heal you know it's like it's almost like they were I like feel high like, and pitching these fun ridiculous i feel ideas. like they yeah i feel like he yelled cut and they're like what the fuck do you mean the cameras were rolling for that <laughs> I just can't even imagine. <laughs> we had a little a little blurb, folks. We're back, though. I was just saying, I'm fucking curious to have read what that what that Rasputin sequence, specifically the seduction scene when Ray Fiennes and him are alone. I wish I could have read what they wrote. I like, mean, the table I read cannot... was probably funny as hell. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but like, they're different movie, right? Like that could yeah. have worked in like a Almodovar, Almodovar movie or something where like the, the crossing of the lines of seduction and trying to get information status. But then when he w- actually bent down and started like licking his leg and Ray Fiennes was like orgasming. It was just, it was, I, just it was, I was weird. like, what movie? It was, I just was wasn't a little, quite yeah. sure what was happening. Cause it was uh, so out of character yeah, for him as well. Yeah. I'm not it sure was, that was, I was also I'm not like, sure that was cricket as they would say. Would you say too that like, were we supposed to yeah yeah were we supposed to sincerely believe that Ray Fiennes was being hypnotized or was he playing along? Well, because no, I think, we, was I think he to was be hypnotized. Like a, yeah, yeah. Rasputin's supposed to be some kind of healer slash whatever, but right. he was also but he also was manipulating the czar. So they're taking the the real story and they're kind of fucking with it. In fact, that is how he died. He just didn't die by the Brits. He died by some other 
I think a Russian agent or something. But apparently, like mm. there was a fight scene with swords, yeah. and then somebody shot him, and he died in a lake. Oh yeah, he like, was stabbed, shot, yeah. drowned. Yeah, but like he, he was exceptionally hard to kill. And, and he and apparently they, they people think he was manipulating the the Tsar, the family, maybe working for the other side. So it's I mean, almost for yeah. Sure. I don't know if that inspired this entire story, or I should say the entire comic book. But that I know I kind of ruined it in the spoiler section. But to be clear, that scene was ridiculous. That yes. was the most interesting part of the movie was the Rasputin stuff. Because once you end Rasputin, then we were so invested in this son that we can't just like see him in World War One. So they have to like build World War One up from scratch on the No Man's Land front. And I will say like the No Man's Land sequence at night where they don't want to shoot and they're like silently trying to mm-hmm. stab each other. Really exciting that, stuff. That was a good scene. I really don't know cool. if it had a place in the Kingsman film. I don't know why we need a 30 minute World War One set piece for it, but it was really fun. So cool. Especially because... He dies. What the fuck? Like, just, oh, just say it. Like, what the fuck was that about? I thought that this was going to be him coming of age and becoming the first. I, yeah, I did not see that coming, and I was really put off by it. Like, I, I was like, he's going to make it back home, and like, my wife who was watching it with me, she was like, no, I saw that coming a mile well, away, and, and all, I'm like, what? Also, that he could conveniently get the code that was already cracked, so that the you yeah. know what I mean, so that the Americans go to war. I, like, I, I understand why they did it. I'm not saying that I don't, but but you're right. Again, it, nobody nobody saw that. I mean, people were surprised when it happens, but it's not like like Ned Stark dying crushed me. But like, thank God he died for the sake of the this, story. This one and made this, me feel the same movie, way as this movie was. After that was, I was like, oh, they better figure this shit out. Cause, yeah, oh, this fuck. this made me feel the same as Starship Troopers when they have the the accident on the live fire range. And he oh, accidentally yeah, blows yeah, his yeah. friend's head off. And, Whoa, yeah. and it was like, what the fuck? Like, that, yeah. That and Beth from Walking Dead, I think, are the two most memorable deaths. Uh, but Starship, and, and but even Starship Troopers, like, yeah. like, at least from that point on, you kind of get the feeling that, like, this is not supposed to be a normal movie. Yeah, it wasn't someone who was set up as Whereas, one of the protagonists. So, like, again, as we well. can't help but we, we live in a franchise world now, and this, this is a franchise. So, Taron had Colin Firth. Yeah. But it was about Taron coming of age. He didn't displace Colin Firth in either mm. of them, but it was about him rising to be the main protagonist, right? Yeah. So in saying, I yeah, in saying that, they did it backwards in this it's one. It's like they did it backwards, which, again, I understand the, the fun part of subversion, but, folks, just so you can stay with us, just so you can clock this with us, we're talking about the person who we thought was going to be the main hero or at least a joining hero, a co-protagonist coming of age into their role, gets killed yeah. about halfway through this movie. We're also talking about Rasputin, who was definitely the most interesting villain he gets killed about a third of the way into the movie. So then you're kind of just always left. And I could see them saying, I could see them sitting around a table and being like, that's how espionage is though. Like you just keep, you think it's this person and then you get more information. Then you think it's this person, you get more information. And I just don't know if it actually ended up playing out to create the most fun character arcs for, for anybody. It was clever. Mm. They were, they were being clever. You know, they were, they were basically, what is it? Kevin Smith said he, he'll write a scene. He's, I don't know if this is, I don't mean to quote him, but he'll, he'll be like, I'll write a scene and then I'll stop and I'll go back and I'll just like put a fucking knife in my scene and I'll just go in a different direction on purpose. Because if whatever was taking me that way, if I change directions, then the audience will be caught off guard. And that's just like a little too clever. I think that that probably mm. led to these these deaths the way that they happen because then what is daniel Bruhl supposed to be the more interesting villain that obviously didn't work out it, us trying to figure out if the scottish guy is james mcavoy or not oh yeah i actually, <laughs> I actually shepherd, said that out loud clearly the shepherd, said that they're not showing it and it's almost like they're like matthew good can you sound like james I, mcavoy or do we have to pay him to do voiceover <laughs> i actually i actually the one like one of the compliments i would give it was that we actually got like a bond villain set up in a not bond movie 
Like it was the table full of henchmen. Yeah. You never see his face till right at the end. It was- unfortunately, though, he didn't hear a fucking <laughs> fucking plane crash and ice collapse and a goat battle right outside the barn door. Somehow he didn't hear any of that. Can you imagine not hearing a plane crash if you're on a plateau in the middle of nowhere? Just some say, it's windy up there. I, it's fine. It's all fun. But how did he not hear that? Anyway, I mean, it wasn't windy up yeah. there. No one's hair moved, but it, it should have been windy up there. I still had some fun with this movie, but I, I definitely zoned out a lot for sure. I laughed fun. with the goat. Yeah, I laughed with the goat. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 The, the goat. goat, the goat. Animals for the win this week. Fun. Yeah, fuck yeah, animals. I also just couldn't help. <laughs> I also just couldn't help you guys. And I am, uh, you know, we've talked, we've talked many times about how you're supposed to navigate these social issues, these big things that you can't, you kind of can't avoid. So it's, it's affecting the way we look at certain themes and certain characters in movies now. This whole thing just did feel, I was a little bit like, wow, let me just, let me just make sure I've got this right. The balls these guys had. This is a story about the posh upper class of London taking it upon themselves to become vigilante heroes in a war that was started by the posh upper class, like the the Royal Society. (laughs) So they were basically just saying that, like, at this period in time, when we have had fucking January 6th and everything else that's going on, they're saying that they want to tell a story about people who, if you have power, you should fucking... I mean, I don't know. Am I way out of track by like saying that? I just was I was kind of like, wow, I kind of can't believe they decided to green light this story. Because, again, looking at the first two, Taryn is not posh. His character was not from that class. Right. They kind of pull him mm. out of the diamond in the rough kind of thing, which is a much more typical archetype for this. So I thought it was interesting that they if they were trying to work from a result that based on the first two, we know that the Kingsman Intelligence Agency was began by these upper class people. I thought it was interesting that they just kind of shamelessly went at it from this direction and and didn't really try to deal with any of the any of the themes that that there there, there was an inherent obstacle because they had so much power yeah, that I they mean, were taking the, advantage of it. I just thought that poor, that was a missed opportunity. The poor can't start a resistance. We saw that lame is it didn't end well. <laughs> they tried so hard, you asked. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna go back. I'm getting madder because when they when that plane crashed and Ray Fiennes parachuted out of it, I really thought there were only two people on the whole plateau. But then there were like 12 other people on it. How did none of them notice this plane crash and the guy with the parachute was going right after the plateau? And then he snuck yeah. on. And then later they were like, where did that guy come from? It's How did nobody notice plane. a plane? They were on a fucking plateau in the sky in the middle of fuck knows where. I'm guessing by the goats. Austria? Where were I don't have no idea. Fucking maybe they were in yeah, Scotland. They, they didn't tell us at one point. Yeah, I will say the first in the first the first scene when I saw that and I saw the elevators, like my first thought was fuck that. Yes, I thought that too. Although yeah. obviously we were like that somebody's gonna die in that elevator thing. Yeah, and it's gonna so look just like midsummer. Happen. We yeah. saw two midsummer drops to their lives. I thought it was just gonna be one, but they gave us two. So kudos to them for that. <laughs> also, Polly can snipe. Polly can fucking snipe. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Polly yep. was the best character. Well, Rasputin was great, but Polly was the best character in this. No offense to yeah. Rafe, because Rafe really tried. Rafe I, I really will tell tried. you one thing. I, I think the thing that pissed me off the most, and it's going to stick with me, and it kind of soured the first two, is that their catchphrase, the manners maketh man, came from the villain. <laughs> Good point. Mm. I didn't think about that. And it was like, yeah. oh, oh, you've tainted that. Interesting. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Clarify that. Are you saying the the Kingsmen's or yeah? Because yeah. that, well, that's what that's what 
they said in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it usually preceded an awesome fucking fight. And also, while we're at it, let's bring up the the fight choreography because there was some some good stuff, but I still felt like it was held back a little. Like, uh, granted, they're never going to top that church sequence in the first one. I mean, that Um, thing was... But the pub, there yeah, was, yeah. there to their credit, there was some great camera work working with the studies, like they held them in frame as they moved and stuff. I really, I really dig that sort of th- stuff. Yeah, I do too. And 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 I don't want to take anything away from there. I I do really appreciate that they were like, let's not do the same thing again. You know, we've got a third movie. We got we got a big budget and a lot of really great stars. Let's let's try to mess with it. But this was also, and I'm I'm very aware. I'm speaking as an American, so. Feel free to buzz me, anyone over there across the pond. But yeah, sure. <laughs> both of my guys. Yeah, both of these. Oh, good thing I buzzed Dave. I just knew I knew that Dave was gonna yeah. buzz John. So okay. Any opportunity to go ahead and buzz me. I was a little bit. Are you playing with your down. dog right now? We are trying to record a I am. podcast. I was playing here. with my dog. Yeah, sorry. I was th- throwing a toy so that she could chase it. I was a little let down. Sure, 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 sure. I was a little let down that this entire I mean, the the history, Dave was right. So were you, were you much let of down this, by this movie? fuck you Joe (laughs) I was so let down that by the end of this after all of these fun ways that whether or not they were successful it was still fun them poking uh, like kind of trying to to shine light on the ridiculous absurdity of what World War I was actually started over and fought over for so long a lot of those big picture things those comments are are true that that they were placed in leadership positions after Queen Victoria you know was still in the throne but eventually you know that is ridiculous the fact that it all came full circle and a movie made by Englishmen eventually filtered down to being about the English versus the Scots really felt derivative to me. If I'm being totally real, I was like, are you serious? Are you telling me we're supposed to believe that this entire thing was over a grudge that a person from Scotland had with England, which is like, you know, of course, like the oldest fucking feud in their entire island no, scottish, i get that scottish grudges are back in again man we had they had brexit i was gonna say like yeah. is one of these people was there a creator was there a filmmaker on their team who was i was like wait a second who fought for that i just don't it just came out of absolute nowhere to me obviously the guy had a fucking scottish accent i knew he was scottish but i was like <laughs> why was why is he scottish i just kept trying to understand like what is going on why does this have anything to do with with the rest yeah. of this film and then the reveal just felt very, it felt very trite to me when, when Matthew Good walked out, who I love, I love Matthew Good. I think he's a wonderful actor and he pulled it off. But when he finally walked out of the shadows, I was just like, all right, I'm ready for this movie to be over. I just <laughs> well, can't you're right. The, the we, way they we did the it was like, grenades the done, way they did yeah. it was, it's almost like they were like, did we get you? Because I, I, you know, I'm an asshole. Damn. Yeah, did we okay. get you? Uh, fuck me. Jeff, I'm will sorry, you stop Matthew buzzing Bob. me? No. <laughs> yeah, they did kind of be like, did we get you? I bet you don't know who it is. Who's it gonna be coming out of the shadows? I was I the guy I who didn't shoots know. people for literally no reason in hopes that yeah, it makes I, an impact. I didn't I didn't get it. My wife got it halfway through the movie. She called out who it was. I should have too, because I saw Matthew Good and, and I remember thinking, oh, well, um, he's not getting work. Because <laughs> his role yeah, of course you really his role was so small in this movie, and I was like, all right, well, um How about this... fucking Stanley Tucci at the end and the, well, the meeting? Clearly... I was like, John, <laughs> what? that's Clearly, the- that's clearly for the next movie. God, I wish it was that. I guess so. They said really? we'll give you one day of work, so. pay that scale, and then now you can negotiate <laughs> if this movie does decently enough to get another movie. Unbelievable! That is our first official dog bark on the on the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, this I just don't. I know. I'm sorry, Lily. I think we in... got it. 
Lily is yeah, anything. Right. I think we got it to you guys. Let's what to do you, down is a little there bit. anything really fast though? Is there anything else that that you felt was truly redeeming for this film that that you did enjoy? Um, the one thing I did love was the the introduction of the um servant network. The maids, the spy they, maids, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a where good they're idea. like, yeah, we're yeah. actually we've actually got people in the fucking room. I thought that was a great idea. I yeah. thought that was snappy, yeah. and I loved it. I did yeah. too. I thought that was inventive. That, that won which, me over a little bit. Which again, I thought was kind of like, all right, I guess I'm going to let it slide that this rich and posh then, Duke, the Duke of Oxford, has is making his nanny get in touch with other nannies so that he can gather information and overthrow the government. So I thought it was like, all right, whatever. I liked the movie um, that it could have been with the there's a there's a weird mustache I don't even know who it was a mustache direct to camera that said if they want a war they will have one direct to camera out of nowhere like I was and the goat the goat literally getting vengeance for having his horn cut off like that's like I, that that movie that <laughs> he's loosely related to the hamster from Doctor Doodle yeah and the giant guy yeah. revenge and the giant guy <laughs> that's like a, said like a Mike Myers said you know you're in trouble when the goat's the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh not wrong i, might, I was yeah, i reached I mean, for the buzzer on, and i was like on. no that's fucking right that you goat because I mean, when that happened i was like fuck yeah best goat since black phillip that's so so look, great i fucking love these i love the first two i had so much fun is it, i was anticipating is it just, the is it just me or a, a goat act is getting better there's a goat training school no so I, to I, Dave, here you go. here's here's the question dave when we have when we get you know sit down a couple months from now, a year from now, and we watch this whole franchise. Are we going to watch this one again? Probably not. Depends on how good the next one is. It left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. You know what? Maybe this will be the weird number three and number four is going to be fucking awesome, which is just fine with me. I still like that they're making these movies. I hope they keep making them. Apparently number four is going back to modern day. So, and it's back with the... Whoops! (laughs) No, no, that was the the intention when they first started doing it. Like, they were going to do one prequel and then it's like to... Give the franchise a beginning, and so where's Stanley Tucci? Yeah, what is Stanley they, Tucci doing yeah. then? There's, there's no way. There's <laughs> they, no way he just. Well, they've no, they've left it open to like fill in the gaps there because they've got a, a good what ninety years they can fill in. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, and they can always do flashbacky stuff. I guess I know. I hear what you're saying. Is that studio but doing like, a movie that Tucci wants movie, to be though, part of? Think... I want to figure this out. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Fund my film. They're doing that biopic <laughs> do that he always wanted to do. All right, well, All we right, can well, let, let's let's wind fun. it down. The best parts of the movie were Ray Fine's trying really hard, although that really wasn't good enough because they gave him too much to do. It was Polly, Polly, and then Rasputin. I think, I think, actually, you know what? Fuck, fuck it. I don't know. The goat was the best part of the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie barely made its box office back, but also 2021 was a weird year, so it was a hundred million dollar budget, one twenty one. Yeah, because Spider Man had so much so. trouble. Dave, that we all know that Spider-Man and like oh, Shang-Chi, that there were exceptions. By the way, Shang-Chi, just fucking nominate Tony Leung for an Oscar. I'm looking at these categories. Like, get the fuck out of here. I Shang-Chi know, was, dude. I am did forget gonna... that, Sha- that was their one chance to actually be like, okay, Marvel, we hear you. They really should have funded that. They could have bought that Oscar Their easy. rating, and not that it's about rating, because he actually deserved it. Their ratings, I know this has nothing to do with the Kingsman. No, but that's how you their, get one. Their ratings, their ratings Dave. would double. If they had in, like inclusion like that, but instead it's mm. whatever. We can talk about this in another episode. All right, people. So that was the King's Man, Mark's favorite movie of the year. 
Oh my gosh, the king's man. Spock again. <laughs> yeah, we're, all, we're all fucking buzzing. I'm kidding. But you know what? I will, to be fair, Jesus, why are we all getting buzzed? To be fair, I always get roasted on their podcast. They're always like, Jeff said this fucking thing and fucking Jeff. So you guys are off the hook. So I can I can fire back. I'm still waiting on my my move for Mark. For Matt. Yeah, I mean, Sorry, I don't, Matt. I don't I'm know. waiting on my move. I don't know Matt. if you I don't know if you'd uh if you'd take a favorite from a man who holds the record of the most buzzers ever on our show. <laughs> yeah, but that was so, one of our highest guys, episodes. You guys, Mark texted me back. I, t- I told you I texted him and he said, I loved it. He said he fucking loved it. He loved God, we movie? might have to have a debate episode about this fucking movie. Oh, yeah. I, I well, he said, here's the thing. No, but no, but let's be, let's be real. He said he, he loved it in his video thing that he sent to, to Matt when yeah, we did yeah. the episode. Cause that. he was, he was oh, fine. Yeah. He was finding himself in the mountains. Um, he said he loved it that there were a lot of twists and turns. And you know what? There were. Yeah. So people loved the twists and turns. So Yeah, so many so he had to go into the mountains for a week. <laughs> I think Mark, we love you. Mark, we, love you. we really like fun. it. I can't, I can't wait. Um, Give it a shot. It's on Hulu. It's on too. HBO Max. I still think it's worth it. See it and tell us if we're it's, crazy or yeah. if Mark's a genius and we're just fucking I mean, it, assholes. It's yeah. not a bad it's, film. It's, it's just not what I was expecting. They're both on the table. Yeah. All right, let's round this down. Round this down? Who the fuck cares? This is our, this the second dude. episode of the week for us. Um, we don't round down in this country. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, we're about to record our Uncharted episode, so I'm trying to get Dave drunk. People, if you want to hear us talk about Uncharted, go to our feed. If you want to hear us talk about other films, talk about this feed. If you want to hear us talk about 1917 and um, Paths of Glory, which this movie really tried to emulate for like 25 minutes out of nowhere at the end of this movie. Um, all the way back to episode one. All the way one. back to episode one for us. And with that, we were nicer to those films. You're definitely nicer to those films. With that, <laughs> it's time to go around the horn and give you some recommendations of the week with a quick round of what you been watching, Dave. What you been watching? Oh, the the one for this one. I've uh, I've been falling right back into Fringe still. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's 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 on HBO. They've got the full series apparently. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm up to where it gets real weird, and I'm loving it. Nice. Nice. I'm a big fan of that show. John? I've still only been watching Fresh Off the Boat, but I'm excited to say, I think this is the first time we're mentioning, maybe we already said this and I was drunk last time we talked about it. I'm hoping I won't be able to say that's all I've watched recently because over the summer, Movie Pass 2.0 is coming back out. We can finally go back to movies that are not just AMC A-list or Regal, whatever that card is, and go see some other stuff as well. I mean, the I definitely is, want to see The Worst Person in the World. I haven't seen it. I definitely oh, yeah. want to go Same. see that. No, uh, we definitely, yeah, definitely need to see that. Um, I know someone who has seen it. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, that That's all I have to say on that. No, they, they, thought it was, that. they thought it was great. Um, yeah. I rewatched The Graduate. We had to watch that in class. That was a great watch. Ooh. I hadn't seen that in a long time. Wow. It was really excellent. Yeah. yeah. So, so much, much Simon and Garfunkel. Um, so much. <laughs> um, so it's, like, it's like watching Highlander and saying so much Queen. Which, <laughs> which episode? So this is this week's episode. That's a good thing. Everybody um, watch Highlander. You know, what I, you know what I watched this week? I'm trying to think because I actually watched like a couple of things. I watch things like when I work out and cook and stuff. So my eyes aren't like glazed on the TV. But one thing I actually did watch was I rewatched GoldenEye. GoldenEye's on uh, Prime right now for no. free. GoldenEye feels like it's 700 years old. That movie feels old as fuck. I'm exaggerating. But it, it, it feels 50 years old. Ah, uh, I mean... 
if that's the gold standard for Pierce Brosnan, I was actually a little bummed. But at the same time, there are so many things in it that are so iconic for me that I was I, like, you might have got yeah. your wires crossed. The video game is the best video game no, ever I know. made. I, I played the, but the, I played the, the movie, game, not so much. Maybe I played that game every single day for years. Yeah. But but the movie I was watching and the effects are weird and it just felt a little dated. But I still had a blast. I had fun. Pierce. So smooth. Nice, Pierce, Pierce was so smooth. They're always, they're always kind of fun to go back to, except those Roger Moore ones. Mm, yeah. Ooh, Dave's coming out swinging. We tried. All right, people. There, there's the pup. There she is. All right. All right. That's good. That's good podcast. Talked about the dog that's on John's screen. All right, people. Thank you so much for joining our episode of The King's Man. We hope you we encourage you to go see this movie, which is available to stream I right guess. now at your home. And with yes. that, so walk from the kitchen to the living room and go see this movie. Check out our yeah, feed and we'll, we'll see you soon, film fans. Peace. <laughs>